broadcasting live from Florida's capital city. This is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, Orchant TV. Good Monday, everybody. Hope you're well. Thanks for joining us. I'm Jeff. That's Tom. Director Matthew is here as well. Spring football weekend in the rear view. Now we look to portal season and see what happens, namely with our own roster, but uh, perhaps maybe just a couple of guys. They may dip in there and get you a couple of guys. You never know. Maybe not. I'm not over here waving the flag, but I'm trying to win a national championship, Tom. So, uh, you know, we're trying to win some games around here. That sounded a little John Travolta-ish. I didn't mean it to. <laughs> into the portal, couple of guys. A couple of guys. Take a chance. Couple of guys. Nothing wrong with that. Couple of guys, come on in. You'll fit nicely right here, and then we'll win these games. I like winning games. I want to win all of them over and over again. To the point where it's boring. People go, I'm sick of this. They're sick of Georgia right now. I'm talking about the rest of the country. Okay, I was going to say. The rest of the country being sick of it. Look at these sons of bitches are still out here winning. Tired of it. Somebody break it up. They're cheating. That's what I want. I want that kind of vitriol headed our way. I want to hear people just making random, unsubstantiated accusations of mass cheating and fraud. That's what I want. I want to get on a plane have somebody see my Florida State shirt, they're like, Florida State guy, huh? Yes, yes, reigning national champions indeed, sir. That Mike Norvell, he's so smug. All that cheating y'all are doing. Yeah, yeah, well, what are you going to do? Try to win some games. Everybody's out here cheating. We're just better at it. Suck it. Enjoy your flight. You know, that would be that would be good. That would be an awesome interaction to have. Now, that would be a flight attendant I'd write a good review for. <laughs> Sit down. Get, get you some of that. Get you a little, little something, something. You know, I went that entire hour without bringing up the biggest news of the weekend. I can't believe that I did this, that I made you wait all this time. So here we are. And it. I got word. Do you, do you realize that I knew about this? That you didn't know and that nobody really, not that many people knew, but I knew. And I didn't share it. What I is did. this, a stump speech? No. I held on to it because I thought, I want Tom to be excited. I don't want to I, ruin it for him. I had heard a couple months ago that for the 10th anniversary that they were going to do a rollout. This wasn't exactly that, though. So it was that was a quasi-land on a rumor. Yeah. But I had forgotten about it, and then, um, and then it know, happened. We're responsible for the post-game show here on the Royal We on War Chant TV. I'm like, oh, my God. The A block, it's blown to bits. Yeah. We got to get the uniforms. We got to move them up the ladder, Gene. Well, so one one of the great things about, I don't know what it is about us men, but we really care deeply about our sports team's uniforms. And 
if you're a traditionalist, you really care. And, you know, you want things to be right as they were all those years ago, if in fact they were. If they were bad all those years ago, then you've cared deeply as well because you've wanted them to change. Like if you're a Jags fan and you look out there and see your team every week, you think, God, these uniforms are but sorry. This is an embarrassment to football everywhere. Can't we do something with these uniforms? And maybe, just maybe, they did when they played Kansas City. That black and white was a good look for the Jags. Yeah, they, and they need to stick with that because all that other stuff is nonsense that they run out there. Well, with. they had the two-tone helmet that they abandoned a couple years Thank back. God, with. that was hideous. The Trevor Lawrence, you know, redo to the uniforms, they're simple. They're yeah, black and white. They look good. And you got that teal with the white numbers without it's not a 3D pad no, or anything. It's not over-the-top nonsense. Yeah. You're right. It's stripped down. It's basic. They need to stick with that. That's the first time they've ever gotten it right. They've never yeah. had a good uniform in their life. All of a sudden. They, they got that one. That's a good look. You stick with that, you bums. Now, when that, so it's like when we had the digital clocks yeah. for the Bucks, they ruined this. I mean, what in the hell were they doing? We had these good units. They screwed it up. And then, you know, after all that, we're like, just go back to the creamsicles already. It's become cool. Can just go back to If them. you want proof that meth use is rampant in Tampa. <laughs> and it is. And it is. Somebody sat in a meeting with Nike and approved those uniforms. In fact, I'm sure a majority of people that were sitting at whatever, a conference room table, there had to have been meth in the room at the time. Had to have been. Okay, so let's go back to this, all right? I knew that we were going to, that this reveal was going to happen, and I thought, all right, all I care about, because I know that Tom is going to be looking at these uniforms like it's the Zapruder film. I have a presentation for you after you He is going to be looking at these things. I mean, it's not enough that they've gone back to largely the traditional uniforms that we you know, have always loved. I'm like, Tom's looking at that color. He wants to make sure that that garnet is the garnet. It's going to be key to his acceptance of what's taking place here. You're correct. Now, I didn't ask you this after the game, and I was sidetracked after the game, so I don't know what your opinion was in the post game as to your thoughts on this, but I, my guess, and again, I legitimately don't know. This is true, yeah. So, my guess is that for the most part, maybe that's the way to say it, you're really good. With these uniforms. Okay. Is that, is that a fair assessment? Um, it's complicated because my initial reaction. I think you overcomplicate these things, but go well, ahead. Well, my initial reaction was that they were an A. They were just shy of an A+. Plus they are outstanding. Because the away collar. Oh, it's so beautiful. With the garnet, is a little, it's a little bold. Oh, yeah. I like it. Uh, you could you just talking about that, the white jersey? Yeah, with the, oh, it's the collar around the neck. It's a little too much. No. You strip it down like the practice uniforms, and you make it the white collar with the white uniform. I think it's better. But that that's holding it back from an A to an A+. Now, here's the issue. The way they rolled them out in their video and on Seminoles.com, that looks more like 90s red than current garnet, quote-unquote. Wouldn't you agree? That looks much more reddish, the uniform does. Like the garnet so this has is moved the from biggest, the purple family to the red family. Yeah, this is the biggest problem we have, is that you really don't know. Yes. You never really know. Yes. Until we get under the lights and or they sweat. You've got to see them once they've been saturated with perspiration or it's under the lights. Yep. 
Those are the two tests that really tell you the truth. Because certain angles, certain lights, certain studios, you really can't know. So to that end, the way that they looked at, at the FSU's, the Seminoles.com photo release, which we broke down, there's a video on it right now. I think they, they bumped up the red in post. I think they took those photos and they made them a little bit more red, which is easy to do with any you know Photoshop or whatever program, just to enhance the colors, make them look more vibrant. But I have a tweet that I'd like to share. Okay. And, and Director wanna, Matthew's putting it up on the screen. Let, let's see this, this tweet from, here. Let's go. This is Melina Myers, who does all the photography yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. all the time. All right. All right. So there's the new uniform on the screen for WarChan TV. If you're in the radio, it looks good, right? Looks very good. A little bit more robust red. Kind of a callback to the 90s with the, uh, the outline of the lettering and the numbers. Uh, yeah, go ahead. All right. Now we pivot to 2014 Nick O'Leary. That looks to be the same color on the jersey. Entirely the exact same garnet, quote-unquote, color from the original ignition tradition to the ones that were rolled out because that's lighting consistent. That is Doak Campbell, Dusk, or Overcast. The problem is also, though, this shot skews our ability to look at this and discern it properly because of all the stupid assery going on with that helmet and the numbers yeah. and all of the stupid stuff on the sleeve. This is like clearly this the Citadel game. Yeah, uh, because that was they had not updated the helmets back to the normal gold color. That still angers me. So that is that Citadel game where they were diving at our knees. But if you go back to the one that rolled out on Saturday, same building, same kind of lighting. I don't know that we fixed the garnet. I, I think we, we did. did. I think we did. I and but but that that looks good. That's not. It's a cleaner. No matter no matter it's how you a slice lot cleaner. it, it's a lot cleaner, which is a win. And oh by the way, pull up the white jersey with the garnet numbers. Pull, pull that up. I think Molina has that. Too. Yes. Yeah. Yes, sir. Now, I prefer, and I'm not one of the guys that's going to tell you you can never do the white helmet, but I have to admit I prefer the gold helmet with these. And we do have yeah. a version where we do that with the gold pants. But that 55 looks tight. That looks good. With the gold outline on the numbers, I like it. I like it. So what they that said is regal. What they said in the release, yeah, this looks great. I mean, you know, the white uniform has always been just, oh, it's as just you it's say, breathtaking. It's regal, regal. But they did put in the release that there are garnet pants as well, which was not brought out onto the field. Which I also like garnet pants with the white shirt, with it the white would, jersey. It would seem for now, unless they do a special rollout as Nike does from time to time, that the garnet helmet is dead. So the only two helmets that are in rotation at present, yeah, are the I think gold the garnet the helmets white. should be gone. We should never really wear a garnet helmet. But what I am, initially I thought, oh my God, the garnet got more red. We've done it. We've done it. We, Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. I thought that's the moment I think we we're had. pretty I'm, close, I'm not Tom. sure now. I'm not I sure. don't know that perfection is in the cards. I think it's as close as you're going to get. That is that is a good look right there. It is a humongous upgrade. Humongous. Much better. They're not purple, Tom. They're not purple. We had to get away from purple. I believe we have. We, <laughs> I believe we have. I think quietly they also got off the 2014 purplish with the current look. Like if you, for example, you were in the building in uh, New Orleans this year. Mm -hmm. Those looked a lot better than previous trips to the Georgia Dome before they got the new building or, or an indoor setting like that. They looked a lot more garnet-ish than purple-ish. Bottom line is the other thing that I don't think it should go overlooked is you, you got, okay, you, yes, we talked about them being cleaner. They're a lot cleaner.
But man, uh, the numbers move is really good. Yeah, to the sleeves. To the sleeve. Yeah. I, well, that's old school. That's what we used to have. I remember Peter Warwick. And, well, all of our guys. That That's the look I want. I hate the top. No, the sleeve, baby. That's where it's at. Now, I know today's uniforms, the kids don't want to wear knee pads. I like the knee pads. I like the longer pant look down below the knee. But I'm an old fogey. I grew up with knee pads. I don't know why you wouldn't want to have them. Helmets to knees hurt like hell. But the modern player doesn't feel like he needs knee pads. I know that there are certain players in the NHL that forego certain other pads. like yeah, I, it's, On the wrist, it's which strange, is crazy. Crazy, right? Crazy. Yeah. But they do. So, I mean, each to their own. Whatever you grew up playing, I understand it. I'm, you're probably biased. They all like to do the James Wilder Jr. tuck, too. The high tuck, which well, makes now, it difficult. Th- yes, but now one thing I will tell you about that. That is a throwback to the 80s. Yeah. If you go he got back, that from his dad, I'm sure. Yeah. And tearaway jerseys were also a thing back then, and those looked like ass. I mean, Brian Bosworth and those guys at Oklahoma, all of Miami's players, I mean, all the tearaway jerseys, half, like, what are we doing? Are we even wearing a shirt? Get it together, everybody. And Florida State, at my undergrad time, they pivoted from the mesh numbers to the actual patch numbers. I think we might have been the last team in Power Five to actually make the move. Remember, they sold them in the bookstore all the time. It was like white paint marks in between the number mesh with the garnet numbers. And that's what they wore on the field. Mm-hmm. Like even Christian Ponder, I believe, uh, his first start didn't have the patch numbers. And then around 08, 09, we figured it out. Yeah. And we had it. We had it for about four full seasons where it was perfect. We're still searching for that, but we got a lot better on Saturday. We got a hell of a lot better. It's exciting that um, that they made some changes. We all agree they're better off for those changes. We seek perfection. It's just like me being hypercritical of the roster. This is you with these jerseys. It's the same thing. It's like, hey, man, it is better, but we're going for perfection. That's what you say to me when it when it comes to the color. Well, because we I had do the it. Same, yeah, and I do the same thing. Well, and we had it with the roster. Yeah. I do the same thing when we look at the roster. I go, well, well now, now hold on. He's an adequate player. That's true. But there are better ones out there. And we can have them here. This guy's available. <laughs> so that's all we're doing here. We're trying to get it perfect. I thought of you, though. I did. I meant to call you on Sunday morning when I figured we've seen enough of each other. We're tired. I'll wait till Monday to bring it up. But I kind of was kind of like, all right. I, I think we had. Well, no. All just, of us. Like the whole staff. Everybody like, has seen right. enough of each other. You know, we. <laughs> I felt bad. I had to text you yesterday. I was like, man, here's a work question, and I don't want to do that to him. <laughs> but I did. Yeah. But, but uh, yeah, so that, that listen, at the end of the day, improvements have been made to the roster. Improvements have been made to Doe Campbell. Improvements have been made to the jerseys and the pants. We're good. So, spectator, real quick in the chat. This is one minor history lesson, and, and I agree. He says, South Carolina is garnet and black. Which one is closer to the real garnet? I love this question. I love it. Because the 2010 season. Yeah, I know where you're going. We played in the Peach Bowl, the Chick-fil-A Bowl. I was there. They are both garnet. They are distinctly different. And somehow, some way, from that game, we went from the garnet we were wearing on the field in Atlanta to South Carolina's color by the 2014 season. It's like Nike said, one of you is going to be the garnet, and that's what we're going to make for both institutions. And sadly, we went to the purple garnet, which is what South Carolina wears. We, in 2010, wore the true garnet. 
And we're going to get back there. I don't care if we have to form a committee. We're going to do it. I hope we have a combination where we can go white on white, garnet on white, white on garnet. I want all the combinations. Got to have it. But And I like the white helmet for every now and again. But the gold helmet. And now that we've gotten here, here's the other thing. Winning means you're going to make more cool stuff. Some of it's going to whiff. But think about Tom Brady going to the Bucks. We switched the uniforms. How many different hats and shirts and sweatshirts did the Buccaneers have on on the shops, yeah. fanatics of the Gazillions, world? Yeah. When we do what we're about to do this year, the shops, the Garden Golds of the world, you talk about stock and variety. It's going to get fun. And then, buddy, we can dare to dream that maybe the mustards. Oh, the old bring them back. For yes. a, a throwback Saturday with the state logo, I think we can do it in the next five years. I think we can wear one like that. On well, Saturday. I want our Sunday baseball unis to go back to being the putrid mustard yellow. Yes. Let's go. The whole world is doing it. Speaking of which, son of a. It's getting impossible. You hit a home run in the 10th, and you promptly. God. Oh, it was long past impossible. I mean, so. It's one. I'd rather them go out there and get pasted like they did in game one. Then you go out there. You've got game two, one. You've got game three, one. We have an affinity for the walk. We can't wait to walk somebody, especially with the game on the line. We want you to have this opportunity by all means. Well, I don't bring the egg cold. Damn it. I know nobody watched it. I know nobody cares. I understand where we're at. It's a bad feeling, but I still care about this baseball team. I'd like them to win a game every now and again. And when you have two of them right in your hands, God, dog it, Tom. That wasn't uh, Lou Holtz. That was uh, audio of Link Jarrett in the dugout. We actually had exclusive audio of what's going on internally with him in the bottom of the 10th yesterday. We are an old dad. We're some game-ending walking Jessies. We will walk your ass with the game on the line. You don't worry about it. You get down to us, hang in there. Just take. Just take. Here come four balls. Four sure at some point. You're getting four before you get the three, and that's that. You're walking. And we'll walk the next guy, too, to make sure you get in scoring position. Don't worry. We're going to give you opportunities now. We want it to be ratcheted up. We want the people at home that are somehow still watching this baseball team, like me, to get really pissed in a lost season. It shouldn't happen that you can, but you can. I assure you, if you're not watching, go ahead and give us a watch. You'll get pissed. I promise you. It won't take much. Just keep watching. You're like, that's another walk. Let's go get somebody else to walk the next guy. That's my favorite part is when we get rid of the guy that's doing the walking just to bring in another guy so he can walk somebody. We want everybody to get the opportunity to walk somebody. Leave him in. He's due to throw a strike. It's unreal. You're like, all right, Jerry, you got to come out of there. That's two walks in a row. I'm going to go get Steve. Steve's ready to throw some strikes. Oh, no. Steve sucks, too. There's another walk. All right. You know what? I'm not going to wait around. I'm not waiting for Steve's next walk. I'm going to go get Kyle. Kyle, come in here and see if we can end the walk parade. I like how Noel Dad says, don't even bring the bat. 
just stand there. You could just have boldly. You could send Hulk Hogan out there, and he would just do the hulking up <laughs> motions, pointing to the crowd while each ball is coming through, cupping the ear. He's cupping each ear. <laughs> He's dancing. He's just doing it like this. His balls are flying all over the place. Baseballs, of course. <laughs> it's just cruel. That's pretty funny, P. Simpson. It's the Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Well, I don't Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply what's up guys our next partner that you're going to hear from is athletic greens you've heard me talk about athletic greens in the past happy to talk about them again i take athletic greens every day and I gave them a try because certainly I wanted more energy, sustained energy. I wanted to support my immune system. I don't like taking pills and vitamins per se. And I wanted something that tasted good too. And the first time I tried it, I was very surprised. Uh, it had an appreciable effect on my energy levels. And also, uh, over time, you'll note that it, uh, it helps your skin, your hair, your nails. I don't have a lot of hair, but if I did, I bet I could feel that. I bet I could tell. It's a comprehensive health uh, habit and uh, it is a, a powerful one at that. AG1 is great for recovery. Uh, that's Athletic Greens, and uh, I, I take mine basically when I wake up every morning. I don't have to worry about it because you get all the nutrients that you want. It's the best way to ensure that you're going to get all of your vitamins. It's a carbon neutral business, by the way. If that's important to you, it is to a lot of people, and that's good to know as well. I would also note that uh, it is a comprehensive solution to what you need from a supplement routine. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs right now with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash JCS. Helps me out, guys, if you use that. Not financially, but it lets them know that you heard this ad on my show. And I do take it, and I am vouching for them because I enjoy their product. Athleticgreens.com slash JCS. Check it out. I think you'll note the difference in your life with a simple drink each and every morning to start your day. Athleticgreens.com slash JCS. Welcome back to the Jeff Cameron Show, sponsored by Legendary Home Loans, a mortgage experience designed around speed, simplicity, and customer service. Before you buy your next home, contact our friend Shannon Young with Legendary Home Loans. Visit FSUHomeLoans.com. FSUHomeLoans.com. You know, you and I didn't talk about this. I know Corey wrote about it, that Alex Atkins gave an intriguing answer when asked about the battle for the number two quarterback spot after the spring game. And I, I've talked 
some about this before. I, I, I feel like that is open for uh, further competition. And I don't know that uh, I would have thought coming into the season or into the spring that that's what we would be talking about. Everybody knows that you know, Jordan's Jordan. But after that, you're kind of like, well, see what happens. Well, your opinion, we actually haven't touched on the quarterbacks at all outside of Jordan getting on that run towards the end of his day. Mm -hmm. uh, Tate played really well. I thought Tate had a good day. ESPN didn't credit him with that touchdown, but I, I saw it. It happened when they put that little graphic up. I thought Duffy was eh, some good, some bad, and Glenn looked nervous and then came on strong yeah, towards the end. Glenn settled down late to salvage his day. But when he did settle down, he looked good. There was a spark there. He just knows where to go. Well, again, that the the throw to Morlock is a really good throw. And it's in the middle of the football field where freshmen are usually afraid to, you know, to dance. One of my favorite things that he did actually was when he missed Hakeem back to back throws over the middle of the field. They were going left to right. And the second time he smacks his hands together, he's furious at himself. Yeah. I just I like that that's the initial reaction. It's not you did something wrong. I'm confused. It's no, it's back I, it's, on him. It's on me. I screwed but it. But I also think it's important for freshman quarterbacks because you have no expectations for them. Like he's not going to be the backup quarterback this year. You just want to see a glimpse and you want to see things like that. You want to see competitive fire. You want to see athleticism. You want to see when he does get opportunities to learn from mistakes. Does he? Does he follow it up with a better performance? And as this thing wore on, when you start slow and you're a freshman, and you feel the elevated sense of urgency because there are people there, and this is more of a game-like atmosphere, and all those things, it can go south in a hurry because things speed up on you in your head. But that didn't happen to him. He slowed it down and made plays. That's important, and I think it bodes very, very well. I, I continue to be impressed by the maturity for a kid his age and where we're at with him. Irashafel, Warchant.com, joins us as he's wont to do on a Monday, and that's a good thing. Hello, Ira. How are you, brother? I'm great, Jeff. How are you doing? Doing well, man. I um, We were just talking about quarterbacks because we feel like we've analyzed everything else from the uniforms to the backup uh, right guard to everybody else. But I I guess overall, big impression, what'd you like, what didn't you like about what you saw in the Spring Showcase? Yeah, I don't think there's anything. I mean, I caught a little bit of what you guys were saying earlier in the first hour that, you know, because we're out there practice so much, and that's why I wasn't too upset about missing scrimmages, is it's pretty much what we've seen. Mm -hmm. This is this is the team we've seen. So I don't think there was a ton. I thought a couple of things stood out just from a, um, you know, big picture standpoint. Like once you step back and, and, and see the, the forest for the trees, you know, the fact that you had three full offensive lines, like they had a first team, a second team, and a third team yeah. offensive line. And there's a couple other guys on scholarship that weren't in those three teams. Um, and Robert Scott was not available. So that, that just kind of hits you in the head. Like, you know, we, we, when we're watching practice, you don't always think about that. But I think that's a big deal. Um, and, you know, we'll see if all of those guys stay at Florida State. We'll have to see. But they have a lot of offensive linemen. Um, and then, you know, again, just, you know, and I know you guys have talked about it and everybody's talked about it. But I do think that was a, a really nice day for Kentron Portier because I thought those two, those two catches to me – the touchdown where he runs underneath the pass from Jordan Travis that was Jordan laid it out there. I mean, that wasn't it wasn't just dropping his bread basket. He had to go get it. And then also the catch on the sideline where he has to go up. That catch, when you go back and watch it, I almost tweeted the picture of uh, the still frame from the video, but it's just so blurry because it's ACC network quality video. But but the he you know, Kentron, he leaps, goes up high and then goes full extension 
to tip the ball basically back to himself. Like he doesn't just one hand and grab it. Like he, he has to kind of, it's so far out. He just touches it and kind of flips it back to himself, hauls it in for that catch. Those are the plays that, that I really wanted to see. Like, you know, a lot of the catches he's made during his time at Florida state, I felt like more and more a product of the offense and, and just completing the catch. Like maybe Jordan fits it in between a couple guys and he just catches it in his bread basket, but he went and got those two balls. And that's a big deal, man, especially when you have uh, Johnny Wilson on the other side. Yeah, and, and and it really was the question we were all asking heading into the spring game. Was somebody going to emerge as the number two or a, a possible candidate even for the number two if they didn't solidify it on this day? Do you feel like Kentron Portier did that? I think he did, man. You know, and again, I still think they need somebody to show the you know the blazing speed. You know, you see mm-hmm. Ty Douglas or you know uh, they have a couple other guys that I think could be those guys as well, but. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think he is, uh, and and to the point where uh, you know, and I thought Alex Atkins summed it up perfectly when we talked to him after the game. He said, "Look, when when the when the quarterbacks look and they see you've got man coverage, and they say, okay, this is this is it's time to eat now. Like that's a big deal, and that's how they feel with Kentron, and you can see it uh, not just in in the scrimmage on Saturday, but I think we've seen it in practices." Yeah, and I, I, I agree. You always want to feel like if they shade a safety over to Johnny's side that somebody's got one-on-one opportunities, they're going to go make that play. Right. But they are lacking the explosiveness that some of the elite programs that compete for titles do have. And that will be fascinating to see. Now, they have they probably have more weapons than a lot of those teams have, though, and that you have a, a tight end room now that you feel good about. You have a quarterback that can throw it from the pocket but really kill you with his legs as well. You have a deep offensive backfield. Obviously, a, gay, a day like this where C.J. Campbell is running really well reminds you that even though he may be three, four, or five on the depth chart there, he's a good player. Um, and, they, and they have that, but they do lack the guy that changes the scoreboard if you miss a tackle. And that's the one thing you wonder, like, is there anybody out there? I don't know. It would have to be a no-brainer. Well, you know, I know you, you're rooting for your boy from Lakewood, Deuce Span. Yeah, I am. Yeah, hey, I like you know, he also didn't really get credit. We didn't mention it in, in anything we wrote. Uh, but on that Toafili run, Deuce Bain was out there blocking too. Um, mm-hmm. with Portier. And, uh, you know, he's a guy, man, if they, if, they, if they could get him, we've seen the development from Kentron Portier over these last four years now. Deuce Bain, you know, people forget, like, we feel like he's been around for a while. He's only been here just over a year. You know, he's a guy. I mean, he's, he is the guy in terms of speed, length, and size. If that light comes on for him, he could be a that difference guy. You know, the other part of that is we saw him again. It's going to be fascinating. One of these times we'll do this as a war chant staff and we'll all put it to the test, but they, they'll use Toa Feely in that backfield, but they'll use the hell out of him as a receiver. It's funny. Now he's a guy yeah. that can go the distance. We know that. So that's another candidate, I suppose, yeah. if they have him catching the ball. Let's flip sides. Let's go to the defensive side of the football. Uh, who stood out to you? Who were you most excited to watch? I mean, it's a, you know, obviously – Kalen Deloach, you got to start there. Yeah, I mean, plays. I thought. I thought. I, I'd love. I'd like to. I'm hoping to maybe see if we can sneak one of the defensive coaches aside and, and talk about Deloach's assignment on that play and what his responsibility was. Because yeah, I mean, it's possibly he's just reading uh, Travis's eyes, but almost. I almost wondered if it was a, little, a game there because you know Cypress was the guy who was was covering uh, the receiver on the play, but he he drops way back to the deep third. Almost like he's expecting Deloach to come over. So I'm curious what that what that scheme was. Uh, but I thought Deloach, yeah, man, he it was really good to see him make those plays. And I also thought, again, one thing I like about this coaching staff is it's not all just platitudes. You know, it's not all 
how great you know this guy is. I mean, Mike Norvell does a lot of that. Everybody's remarkable. Uh, <laughs> the, the assistant coaches are pretty blunt. I thought last week when we talked to Ron Dugan, when he was talking about the receivers, particularly Hakeem Williams, he was pretty blunt about some of the things that Hakeem Williams needs to get better at, improving his body and then also improving his, his, his skills. Um, but I thought Alex Atkins talking about, um, you know, just the, 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 you know, talking about the, some of the things in that game, or excuse me, the defensive coach is talking about Kalen Deloach and how, uh, you know, that needs to be every time we step on the field. And, you know, they revealed to us something they didn't reveal two weeks ago is they were not happy with his scrimmage, the second scrimmage of the spring. They didn't feel like Kalen Deloach played at that level. And I thought we saw in the last week or so, he really picked up his game. And then you saw it in the spring game. So um, I think that's, you know, again, that's cool that, that he's playing at a higher level and the fact that they're pushing those guys for so much more. They need Deloach to be the guy that he was in the first half of last year, man. He looks so explosive, and I really thought he had taken a huge step forward. His instincts were good. He was better in coverage. He came up and, and, and tackled well. We remember some of these performances from him. If he can find that consistency, you'll feel a lot better about that room. Now, I still don't love the depth of that room, but I do, I do think he's capable of being a really good linebacker in this league. They just haven't had anybody consistently do that. And I think both guys last year, Ira, frankly, were dinged. Yeah, I think that's very likely the case. I, do, I know for sure it was the fact with Tatum Bethune, and it was probably the case with Kalen Deloach as well. And then, you know, we've already talked about the things they had going on up front where uh, they had a hard time getting a free run. But I also like, you know, I'm, I've been impressed with DeMarco Ward, the freshman uh, linebacker. I think he's, he's better than, we, than I expected as a three-star prospect. Uh, an early enrollee, he showed some ability, and I think Omar Graham uh, continues to get better, and then DJ Lundy continues to get better, and Brennan Gant wasn't out there, Tatum Bethune wasn't out there. So I know linebackers uh, in your crosshairs. It is. I, I feel a little bit better about it than I think you did. How do you feel about the defensive ends, excluding the two stars or the starters? Yeah, I mean, I still think you'd like to see more out of Gilbert Edmond, um, mm -hmm. and, I, and I don't know that I'm super confident Byron Turner is being uh, a guy, you know, mm -mm. to play to play forty snaps. You know, I mean, I think he's a guy that you'd like to see maybe play fifteen or twenty snaps. Mm -hmm. um, so, so that that position it wouldn't surprise me to you know see them try to add somebody to that group because again, I think this could be an elite defense, um, but you don't want Jared Verse or Patrick Payton to feel like they've got to be on the field for sixty snaps because you know think back to two years ago when they did that with Jermaine Johnson and Keir Thomas. I mean, we all love Jermaine Johnson. But he wasn't going all out on all sixty or seventy of those. Yeah, he could. He couldn't, and and that's exactly right, Ira. And I I do think that is an area of weakness for this team. I think we can just say it. They've got two good starters there, and I think they're weak after that. Uh, we need Gilbert Edmond to get better in the fall. I don't believe Byron Turner is going to make a difference for you uh, this year. So uh, that I, is you know, one, and one other one other you know Mike Norvell called him the X factor, but one other guy to consider, and we'll see. You know, we just have to see he's coming back from ACL. Is Jaden Jones the the defensive end they got out of junior college? Uh, we haven't seen him play yet. He's still coming back from an ACL. But man, I'll tell you what: if you stand next to him on the practice field, mm -hmm. he looks like—I mean, he—he's built like a Kendo or one of those guys. Now we'll see. Hopefully, he plays. He's a little more productive than that, but he's got that frame. He's got more of an NFL frame, I think. He might have more of an NFL frame than, than even Burst does, at least potentially down the road. Feel any better about the safeties? Uh, not not particularly. Um. But, you know, again, I still think I, I still have confidence in Shaheem. I thought Akeem looked fine. Uh, I think he's what you expect him to be as a fifth-year senior. Um, 
I would, I still want to see a little bit more from Shaheen, but I, you know what? I think Duke Cooper might be better than I thought he was going to be at, corner, at safety. I think he's found a much better home at safety uh, than he does at corner. Fall will be fun because they still have a few unanswered questions and there's still plenty of room for the competition to play itself out at several spots, you know, even for backup roles. And that includes, you know, I mean, some high-profile places where you'll be like, okay, well, I wonder, you know, look, it seems stands to reason that Tate Rodemaker will be your backup, but if he's not sharp in the fall, who knows? You could see somebody else emerge there as well, and that's interesting. One thing we do know, Jordan Travis has got to be healthy for this team to be great. <laughs> that's one thing I'll say. Jordan Travis, and he can be, and when he is, he's great. So let's hope uh, that that stays the you know, that he stays the course there without having any problems because I don't, I don't love us without him on the field. Brother, appreciate it. I'll talk to you soon. All right, thanks, Jeff. Talk to you. Yeah, take care. Uh, Ira and I are scheduled to do uh, the Monday smash, but I think it's going to be a Tuesday smash uh, because of, well, we got some time things here. They got practice tonight. Yeah, they, uh, they've been so, doing Tuesday, Thursday yeah. since the first week of camp, so we're going to focus on that tonight. Got the defensive assistance available after uh, the non-coordinator, meaning, Everybody but Adam Fuller is going to be talking to the media. They did that with offense late last week. Yeah. And we're going to put a bow on it. And then there might be some recruiting stuff later today. We shall see. Uh, but it's going to be a busy afternoon and evening, as it is without a live show. So yeah. We're going to so, focus on that first. It may be, too, that tomorrow is a recruiting chat rather than the smash, depending upon what the news cycle does the next 24 hours. Well, yeah, and that's the beautiful beautiful thing about the staff is that we're sizable and we have all the bases covered and that's fine. I mean, I, I'm just noting for people who are getting ready to tune in, hey, the schedule's getting juggled a little bit because the news changes and what's happening changes and what their availability is and all these things change and we have to be fluid. Luckily, we do. I can tell you that we learned from December and how crazy that was too. We do have a portal plan as well. Like, you know, they're just kind of like, be on alert for these times. It's almost like an on-call schedule with different uh, – career paths, but given that the window's open for two weeks, we're all kind of on alert at different times just in case a name enters the portal and we have to have a discussion about it. You and I will be alert on the beach later in the week <laughs> if great. we have to do a video. <laughs> we should try and make sure that we can light it so that you can see both us and then the water in the background. So if we do have to do a reaction video, meaning Florida State goes out and gets a five-star linebacker and a five-star defensive end, and we clearly got to react to that, right? Then we'll just do it from the beach. <laughs> you know, the camera will be set up. We'll have our roadcasters out. We'll be on <laughs> on the beach. We can wrap them. Saran wrap the roadcasters. <laughs> you got the sound of waves in the background, uh, guys. This is us reporting uh, at the end of spring here from uh, from the beach before we go to the show tonight. <laughs> we could do it from the golf cart. That would be fun, driving around the main drag. Yeah, it's my kind of tie a... in hand, P. Simpson. I think you're right. We could do that. Do you like my ties? You know, I'm not sure I've had a my tie. I don't know that I have either. Might have to change that. Is the Mai Tai in the you know in the in the Rum Runner family? As long as it doesn't have coconut. I like coconut. I don't like the coconut flavored stuff. I do. I would drink. You it. can take the. Tip. I'll drink you the, go to the coconut. I station. don't even know what's in a Mai Tai. I've never ordered a Mai Tai. I like a Rum Runner every now and again. Sunrise. I like a tequila sunrise every now and again. You do? Oh, I do. I like tequila. You like tequila? <laughs> <laughs> this is true. It's the Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, Warchant TV.
The Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness. Two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com. Somewhere up a New York way Where the people are so gay Twisting the night away It's Jeff Cameron, show 93.3 Real Talk, Radio War Chant TV Did somebody give us the Mai Tai recipe? They didn't they I pulled it up on the, uh, the Google machine Oh, though. rum, orange, and lime juice Delightful Yeah Alright Have to give it a go Have to give it a go Uh I guess by Wednesday, when do you think, if we're going to speculate here at the end of the show, news to the good or bad regarding the portal, you think we get anything this week? Well, just on a personal level, I will be interested to see as the players walk into practice today, is everybody accounted for? I don't know if we can even discuss that. Um, that might be a, a dicey deal, but that's number one. Um, Coach Norvell talked about how they have exit interviews with the yeah. position coaches, but then they're also head coach to player exit interviews later in the week. Does everybody make it to that point? What I find fascinating, and I think you would agree with this, is the more that we learn about the behind the scenes in the NIL across the Southeast, you know, whether you talk to your recruiting analysts like Michael or somebody else at On3, collectives, just people in the community yeah, you know, you, that cover you, the team. You get a snapshot, sure. It is a very dear diary business. It is ridiculous. Like the back and the forth, you know. How could it not be, though? It, but if you did a show that was based solely on rumors with NIL, it would every segment would be different about, like, the same player. It just goes back and forth, and there's it's much ado about nothing most of the time. But except then, for when it's not. Except and then for you get, when it's yeah, not. Yeah. But what would you say it is? Maybe one out of every ten Rumors you hear about actually come to be one out of 15. Well, but I would argue that that's because we've had a strong collective taking care of business. Now I'm not, I'm not paid by them. And yes, we've had a working relationship with them, but the evidence is the evidence. So this is an objective view of what I'm seeing when there have been things that come up and without getting into details, they have people who are there to vet that and figure out what is needed. If anything, Okay, and, and that's important, you know, and not everything leads to a renegotiation or a new negotiation or a negotiation at all. Right. But you do have to hear the grievances, whatever they are, the airing of the grievances of that kid. And you have to educate that person on what's possible and what's not possible. And that's where you hope that your collective is buttoned up and can do that, have people in positions to do that. Because I'm, I'm, a, I'm I guarantee you agents or runners or people who represent other programs trying to make money off these kids are always going to float unreasonable things to these kids and say, Hey, well, you know, I know Florida state is paying you a hundred grand, but they'll pay you 600,000 at Ole Miss when they're not going to pay you 600,000 at Ole Miss. You're just saying that to get the kid to enter his name because then you've won. You've already won. Ole Miss will give you the kickback that you wanted to get. If you get that kid out yeah. there and now yeah. he's got nowhere else to go. And now you've been, you know what I mean? So like, it's 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 going to be drama filled until there is some sort of regulation, some sort of unilateral agreement across the board about how this is handled in all the conferences amongst all the teams. Like for example, I enjoy talking to my buddies I went to college with about all these things that happen behind the scenes. I like to wait until the issue couldn't be an issue anymore. Right. You know. Right. Right. So you don't do it live as it's happening. 
but December after the season's over. Oh, buddy, so get this in week four. Yeah, da, 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 da. we were worried that this was going to happen. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. The backstory stuff, buddy. I couldn't even begin. It would take me two days if I did something in August when camp starts and the kids are clearly going to be here. Yeah, and I said, let me catch you up on everything that happened in the spring. It would take a day. It's just there's so <laughs> yeah. much nonsense. There's well, so much nonsense. What today. daytime television is based on. Whether it be, you know, a soap opera, like a real soap opera that lasted for years and years and years, or what they do on ESPN now, where the constant rumors of free agency and the draft and everything else, it's just speculation, arguing about what could or could not be, as if it is. We're just yelling at each other, you know? People gobble that up, but it is real. Now, it's come to college football, above and beyond projecting what you think a team is going to be. Now it's like, are they even going to have that player? Heard a rumor the other day, Southern right. Cal wants him. Yet what's clear is that it is the Wild West. That's you know that hasn't changed. It hasn't been buttoned up or regulated since then. In terms of schools, will reach out to players who aren't in the portal left and right. That's just a thing that happens. Nobody is uh, honoring the rules right. because they'll they'll right. reach out through an intermediary like you're of talking course. about. Yeah, of course. And it's just non freaking stop. You know, <laughs> we have a news cycle, especially in December, where you feel like you're never going to be able to put your head on the pillow because something could happen. I can't imagine what it's like to be either the player themselves, a position coach, a head coach, a coordinator, a mm. collective. That's where the money comes in. This is why they pay you the big bucks. Go explore Power Mill Sports, state-of-the-art, locally owned and operated facility. If you've got a young baseball player or a softball player, they do have youth camps over the summer coming up. Baseball training program equips, equips athletes of all ages, skill levels. Give them specific skills that they're going to need. Same goes for softball. We appreciate Power Mill Sponsoring Probables, which is coming up right now. It's time for, how you say, with the pitching, uh, Probables? Angels lead the Red Sox 5-1. to one. Shohei Atani on the hill for the Angels. He's 2-0 and oh with an 0-8-6. <laughs> uh, Brian Bello goes for the Red Sox. Rays, Reds, Jalen Beeks, Hunter Green, Giants, Marlins, Logan Webb, Jesus Lizardo. Rangers Royals, Jacob DeGrom, I take it a beer. Jordan Lyles, D-backs, Cardinals, Merrill Kelly, Jack Flaherty, only Flaherty. Blue Jays, Astros, Kevin Gossman, Christian Javier. Pirates and Rockies tonight, Rich Hill, he sucks. He'll pitch for Pittsburgh tonight. Kyle Freeland doesn't suck. He'll pitch for the Rockies. I'm taking the Rockies. Cubs, A's, Hayden Wisniewski and Kyle Mueller. Braves, Padres, Max Freed, Ryan Weathers. Brewers, Mariners, Corbin Burns, Chris Flexen. Mets, Dodgers, David Peterson, and Dustin May. Guardians, Tigers. You stay up late for that? Uh, 10, we, 10 p.m.? When we're at the beach for the Giants series, you will then. Yeah, I'll stay up late. Guardians, Tigers postponed. Phillies, White Sox postponed. And that's a look at those that shall reside on the bump. RS is in the jackpot now. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Power Mill performance. The kiddos all the way through the elite player. They got you covered. Youth camps all summer. Softball and baseball. You're good to go. Go get a training session now. Good instructors there. Uh, instructors, I should say, uh, at Power Mill. I know that for a fact. I'm trying to think. I feel better now. Uh, that we've made it through camp with nary 
the chance to say nary. Nary an injury? Uh, Really? I mean, think about that. Come on, man. They're not going to do anything today. Come on, man. The turf monster's going to get them today. Freaking walk through. They're not doing a damn thing. So, we made it. They're doing a head count. All right. Is Is everybody here? Everybody here. Everybody here. Yeah. Uh, We made it, man. We made it. Now you just got to survive to fall without any fallout, anything weird. We'll be all set. Good work out of you. Good work, Director Matthew. Thanks to all of you. Be well, everybody. Have a great rest of your day and evening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace.